Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What they've done and what China is threatening to do in Taiwan. Well, it is 5.08. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. There's Chris. There's Elaine. There's Dennis in for Don this morning. Biden inflation is so bad, even Tom Brady's got to go back to work. The price of gas is so high, Tom Brady got to go back to work. No, you know what it was? First of all, when he announced his retirement, I told you, it's, this is really going to be the true test. How long will it be before Giselle kicks him out and tells him to get back to work? Get out of this house. Leave me alone. I used to like my alone time around here. So, yeah, now he's got to go back to work to get out of the house because uh, he's running her crazy. He's just absolutely, he's needy. Greatest to ever play, but he's needy. And he's running her crazy. That was one of the things. The other thing he realized, Chris, Elaine, he realized the first time he was asked a homework math question by one of the kids, I'm in the wrong place. I got to go back to work. I don't need to be here answering these questions. I'm going to screw these kids up forever. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So Tom Brady's going back to work. Everybody survive the spring forward. All right, look, let's knock this crap off. No more springing forward or backwards. Done. Um, I, I almost got it done in the legislature in the last ses- session. I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. And I actually got some people interested in it. But, you know, for whatever reasons, I don't know why. I don't know why they hang on to it. There's no special reason for them to hang on to it. There's no special interest for them to hang on to it. Really, seriously. And and for me personally, this is the worst time of year because I got to go to bed. And when I go to go to bed, it's still daylight when I go to bed. But I don't care. You know, I, I you know what I did? I bought those deep, dark curtains for the windows in my bedroom. So it's time to go to bed. I black it out, and I go to bed. So let's just leave it like this. Let's quit messing around. Now, if they're going to do it again next year, this is not the fallback part. If they're going to – I've got an idea. If they're going to spring forward next year, which means you lose an hour, do it on Friday at 4 p.m. Huh? So you go from 4 p.m. to home. You don't have to stay there anymore. You're off that Friday. Friday at 4 p.m. is when they should do it instead of 2 a.m. I was awake when it happened, by the way, as you know, because I'm always awake. So I was awake, and I watched it go from 159 to 3 in the middle of the night. And I'm like, why do it in the middle of the night when you can do it on a Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock and people, people would love you forever? And then if you're going to fall back, do it on Saturday morning at 6 a.m. So Saturday morning at 6, you fall back to 5 a.m. That way you get another hour for the entire weekend. Why, why are you getting gypped halfway through the weekend for? Why don't you switch on a Monday, make Monday shorter? Well, you pe- could do that. People leave early on Friday anyway. You could do that. You, could, you, you most certainly could. You could go on a Monday and say, you know what, 4 o'clock on Monday, it's actually 5. Bye-bye, everybody. Though, knowing the government... They would they would like the Friday idea, but do it five o'clock. So there's no five o'clock hour. It just goes from four to six. Well, you could do that, but everybody leaves. Like Chris was saying, everybody leaves early on a Friday anyway. So maybe yeah. maybe the Monday makes a whole lot more sense. But if you're gonna fa- this this year when we fall back, let's fall back at six a.m. on Saturday morning. That way you get another hour for the entire weekend. See, instead of halfway through the weekend. That's just, that's just screwing around with you. Halfway through the weekend, you get a, you get an extra hour for Sunday? No, I want an extra hour for the whole weekend. You are jipping me. What about the party people? Friday night, midnight, yeah. extra hour. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Those were those were made for the, always made for the long nights at the club. When I, used to, I don't know if you remember, I used to go weekly with... No, energy. did you? Over yeah. the bottom? I didn't know that, did and, you? Yeah, I never saw both, pictures on social media that would indicate there's Chris at the bottom. It, was, it made for a long night. And I yeah, it kind sure of, did. That's, that was kind of one of my clues. I'm, I think I'm getting a little too old. You know? An hour <laughs> at the bottom at our age is a long night. I'm just making that clear. All right? Yeah. One hour at the bottom at our age, Chris. And that includes you, Mr. Four Zero. Four Zero. I remember when he was snot-nosed 18. He's four zero. <laughs> Elaine is the one who's 29 and holding, baby. That's... We're going to keep her there. Well, she'll be 28 next year. That's right. She's going the right way. The rest of us, we're going to hell.
right down to uh let's see the average u.s gas price up 22 percent in two weeks it's at a record 4.43 4.43 uh went up 79 cents over the past two weeks uh, exceeds by 32 cents a power all-time high which was set back in obama's previous this is obama's third term set back in his second term his first term 2008 and uh, let's see, a dollar fifty-four higher than it was a year ago. You know all that, but as Jennifer Rubin says, you stupid if you think it's Joe Biden's fault. You just stupid, uh, J- Jennifer Rubin. I, I shouldn't even have brought her up because nobody really knows who she is. She's irrelevant, but she's a writer over at the New York Times, Washington Post, and uh, she has. She's one of those that, uh, like Dana Milbank and the others. They masquerade around and call themselves Republicans and conservatives, but no, <laughs> they're not even close to it. They're far-left socialist liberals who write from the conservative Republican position all this drivel for the left and uh, trying to tell you, trying to make you think that that's how you're supposed to think if you're conservative. All right, so the Pfizer CEO says you're going to have to take four shots. You see, there's a couple things about this. His name is uh, Al- Albert. Uh, oh, you got Borla. You've got the you've got the piece. Well, well, play it. Go ahead. Do you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with COVID, just like we get a flu shot? I think so. The new variants are coming, and Omicron was the first one that was able to evade in a skillful way the immune protection that we're giving. But also, we know that the duration of the protection doesn't last very long. So what we are trying to do, and we are working very diligently right now, it is to make not only a vaccine that will protect against all variants, including Omicron, but also something that uh, can protect for at nah, least a year. Dude, dude. Okay. okay, that's good, Chris. Nah, dude, no. All right, let me tell you what's going on. He's like some French leading man. You know, this is a cigarette. You know? <laughs> he works for Fazel. Yeah. Would you like some coffee? I can let you a cigarette. Um, actually, let me tell you what's going on here, which is something I talked about for a long time. When they did polio and eradicated polio, the medical heads, not you guys who are doctors and nurses, I'm talking about way beyond you guys, the guys who make these kind of decisions, like, like a big pharma, they said, holy crud, we have just cheated ourselves out of bazillions of dollars. We made all these iron lungs. We made all these braces. We made all these crutches, and we don't need them anymore because Jonas Salk, you son of a gun. So they said at that time, we're never going to do that again. We will never end a disease again, period, full stop. We're done ending diseases. So what we're going to do is just manage disease. That's all they do is manage disease. The only way to end a disease is you have to do it yourself through nutrition, exercise, et cetera. That's it. Because they don't. And, and I'll tell you, after going through two sets of grandparents, my own set and then Nancy's grandparents, and watching those little pill box things, and how many of them, they, how many pills in each of those little containers for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, handfuls of pills. If you think for one second they're going to eradicate disease when they have old folk taking handfuls of pills every day, you crazy they're not going to get rid of it so covid's not ever going to go away that's the first thing second thing is they're going to continue to give you shots for the rest of your life if you allow them to because that's how they make money <laughs> if they could give you one shot and you're covid immune like they said they were doing kind of like the polio vaccine now when i was born you know, I was like three days old or whatever it was, and they squirted that stuff in my mouth. That was it. It was it. They just open your mouth, squirt, you're done. Same thing with my kids when they were born. Open their mouths, squirt, they were done. No polio. Didn't have to go back, didn't have to go back, didn't have to go back, didn't have to go back. Every year, get a polio booster. Nope, you don't have to do that. Again, they mess themselves out of a t- How much money do you think they've lost by curing disease? Exactly right. That's why they ain't going to cure cancer. They're just not going to. All the chemo and all the other stuff that they make money off of, they're just not going to ever do it. That's how big pharma works. They're not going to work themselves out of bazillions of dollars. Right now, 
They've made $51 billion off of these shots. $51 billion off of these shots. So, hell yeah, you're going to need a fourth. <laughs> of course you're going to need a fourth and a fifth and a tenth and a one-thousandth. <laughs> of course you are. But they don't work. <laughs> well, I mean, they might have some therapeutic effect. I don't know. We'll see if they do, if they've actually helped people not get too drastically sick. But they don't keep you from getting it. Ask Barack Hussein Obama today, who is vaxxed to the max and boosted. And he's got it. Barack Obama's got it. Tested positive. Well, but it's not making it. You know, he's not sick. He's just got the disease. Well, uh, no, the shot was supposed to keep you from getting the disease. But anyway, that's not what it's all about anymore. So I'm just curious how many of y'all going to take the fourth? And then when they come with a fifth, and when they come with a sixth and a seventh and an eighth and a ninth, and will, will you do it? Will you just keep taking shots? Will you continue to take the COVID shot? Or are you looking at this maybe differently and going, no, don't think so. Haley Bieber had a, uh, you know, Justin Bieber's wife, Haley Bieber had a uh, episode the other day where she had to go to the hospital because it was kind of like she was having uh, stroke symptoms. Turned out to be a blood clot in her brain. She's okay. It re, you know it resolved itself, and she's all right. But she's young and very healthy. She's twenty some odd and very healthy. Boy, is she healthy! But the question is, was she vaxxed, and was that part of the vax thing? Anyway, all right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll update you on what's going on with the Russians and the Ukraines, and uh, they're they're now negotiating a peace settlement. And I've got some ideas on a peace settlement like that. And, We'll get you the latest information as far as what uh, Putin has blown up over the weekend and where this is all headed. And as always, even though it is spring break time, and I told you the weather was going to get good, 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 and it really, really has, you can jump in here, too, at 210-599-5555. Because of what Putin has done. Prior to that, it's what OPEC has done. Oh, you're so full of crap. That's Mr. Sherman from the administration. And no, it's just not true. It's because of what Joe Biden did to the oil and gas industry in America when he, you know, started a war. Anyway, more on that coming up. Uh, Naaman, good morning. You're on. Let's do it again. I'm going to have to unplug this phone. Chris, would you mind doing that for me? Thank you, sir. Naaman, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. First thing, I love your show. But I had a question. Uh, did you get any more details about the missiles that Iran launched at Israel? Do I have more details about it? Yeah, I heard that they launched, what, two night before last? And uh-huh, they sure did. Close to the embassy. Right. Did not hit our guys, did not hit our no. compound. I do have more information about it. They launched it at the U.S. consulate in Erbil, Iraq. They are saying that this is all because uh, Israel is there operating at a uh, what they call a strategic center of conspiracy from there and all that. It's Iran uh, flexing their muscles because Joe Biden is sucking up to them. And the funny thing is, not in a funny ha-ha way, but a funny ironic way, Naaman, he is sucking up to Iran through Vladimir Putin. He's trying to get us back in that stupid... Uh, agreement that Barack Obama made, and Vladimir Putin is negotiating on behalf of the United States. Are we going to fly more cash like Obama did? You bet. Of course we oh, are. Nice. Oh, 100%. You know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the well, story. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. 210 599 55 55 210 599 Let me just do that right now while we're sitting here. Get out of there. There we go. Now. We'll see if it works when we plug it back in. We got to do that every Monday. I don't know what they do in here over the weekends, but on Monday morning we got to come in and fix half the joint. Russian-Ukrainian peace talks. How do they do any negotiations or any, how do any? They're, they're talking right now as you and I speak right now. The Russians and the Ukrainians are talking again. How do any negotiations not include number one, of course, an immediate ceasefire? Number two, Putin stepping down. Abdicating his position, Putin stepping down. How, I mean, how, do, how does the world continue on from this moment, leaving Vladimir Putin in power? Just think about the despots throughout history 
that tried the same kind of thing, and you won't, you know all the names. Try, try to imagine had we let them in, left them in power after they did this. So, any peace talks negotiations has to include him stepping down. It also has to include him being charged. If if it is true, and again, I'll say it, you take both sides with a grain of salt on this, the information that's coming out, every last bit of info coming out, take it with a grain of salt until it's over and we know exact investigations are done. We can get in there and find out exactly what happened, okay? That's how war works. I'm not saying it's just because of these two. I'm saying that's how war works. So if if what we're hearing that he is doing is true, how is it he the, the the negotiations they're doing right now don't include him being charged, possibly hanged at some point if he's if he's guilty of of these things that we hear, you know, targeting little babies and women, how do you not hang the man? So we'll, we'll just see. I mean, if it's all true. And then of course Russia paying to rebuild ukraine because let me tell you folks you know where they're going to come you know exactly where they're going to come to where the world always comes when something like this goes on and they need to rebuild somewhere all the americans are them gullible americans you know they're rich americans they're gullible they're rich they got all the money they'll come in and rebuild ukraine my butt my big fat toe we're not re- rebuilding ukraine that's russia's job now russia broke it they own it and they can rebuild it Americans by 69% believe that Russia will move to attack another European country after Ukraine. This is a CBS News YouGov poll. If Russia attacks another NATO country, 70% of Americans are in favor of a U.S. military uh, response. Well, we've already sent more troops. They just left. About 52% said Biden hasn't acted strongly enough against Russia. Asked about establishing a no-fly zone of Ukraine, 59% said they'd support it. 62% are against a no-fly zone if U.S forces engage russian troops well that's how it would work guys it's exactly how it works our guys on our f-16s be flying overhead and among the group saying biden hasn't reacted strongly enough 65 percent favor even tougher economic penalties 61 percent believe the u.s should send more weapons and supplies well we are as a matter of fact and it looks like china's going to be sending some for russia so we're not only involved in a proxy war against russia we're about to be involved in a proxy war against china can anybody say World War III? Comes to the Ukraine. San Antonio's own Phil Collins. Susu Studio. Uh, we have adopted him because of all his great work with the Alamo. In fact, the Don't Lose My Number video, he brings up the Alamo in that because that's the video where they're coming in and they have all these different ideas for a video and all these people are bringing him all these ideas and the first guy wants him to play in a Western and the guy's going, so John Wayne this and da 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 and they go into all these ideas and he goes, and Phil Collins says, the Alamo! He's such a lover of the Alamo. We've talked to him many times on the show about his love of the Alamo. The Phil Collins Visitor Center is about to open up down there, so that's a cool deal. Actor William Hurt dead. Big chill, Body Heat. Body Heat was one of the sexiest movies you ever saw. Him and Kathleen Turner. Hurt starred in those flicks, Broadcast News, Children of a Lesser God. He was 71. He had suffered from prostate cancer. It uh, spread into his bone, and it was uh, one week before his 72nd birthday. In the 80s, he was nominated three years in a row for Academy Award Best Actor. The only other ones that got three consecutive Best Actor nods. Uh, Spencer Tracy, Gregory Peck, Marlon Brando, Richard Burton, Al Pacino, Jack Nicholson, Russell Crowe. So this dude's in some pretty fine company, don't you think? Yeah. He won for Kiss of the Spider Woman. He's also famous for his roles in Body, uh, Body Heat, Gorky Park. Uh, more recently, he was in the Marvel Comics character. Uh, he was Thaddeus Ross in the Incredible Hulk, uh, Captain America Civil War, which was on yesterday, by the way, on TV yesterday. Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Black Widow. He was in all those. First big role was Ken Russell's Altered States. And in 1985, he said he was a character actor and a leading man's body. People loved him. People really, really loved him. William Hurt, 71, when he died. So now, Robert Francis O'Rourke, he's, okay, he's one of these guys, he doesn't have principles. And the last thing in the world you want is a politician without principles, because they'll get you killed. They will ruin your country, and in this case, they will ruin the state of Texas. Robert Francis O'Rourke will. 
and gets killed, literally, uh, because they don't have any principles. They don't stand for anything. We're watching that. We're watching what happens when a president doesn't have any principles. Joe Biden just goes, whatever you die, you die. Yeah. And Joe Biden's always been this way. I mean, it's worse now that he has the cognitive decline that that is so evident, right? The dementia or whatever, whatever the medical term is that he's got. He's got cognitive decline. So, you know, it's a whole lot worse now. But Joe Biden for 50 years, and I've been following him almost 50 years in politics. I used to talk to my dad about Joe, Joe Biden all the time. Um, he has no principles. He just does whatever. That's why he's the perfect one to be president right now because the dudes that are living over there in Obama's mansion that are actually running the show, you know, Soros and all those guys, they're running the show. And Joe Biden's a puppet. And Joe Biden's a perfect puppet because he doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do They wake him up, bring him downstairs about 11 o'clock. He signs some papers. And then he goes back upstairs, and they give him his pudding, and he goes to bed. That's the day of Joe Biden. Robert Francis O'Rourke is the same way. He has no principles. So you remember September 12, 2019, he was on the stage at the Democrat presidential primary. He said, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Hell yeah. February 8, 2022, at KLTV, he says, I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. Wait a minute. How you go from hell yes, I'm going to take your AR-15. I'm not interested in anything from anybody. To March 12th, two nights ago. Yes, I'm going to put into place a confiscatory position pledging to buy back AR-15s. I'm going to buy them from you. Which is what they did in Australia with all the guns down there. They made you sell them back to the government, then they destroyed them. So you don't really have a choice. They make you do it. They just give you 10 cents or something like that. Now, what that does is all the gangbangers, the Crips, the Bloods, all the gangbangers, they go break into a bunch of houses and steal guns because they got a chance to make some more money. So that's what that does. And, and, and Robert knows that. Robert Francis knows that. He's just creating more money for the gangs hoping they'll vote for him. And then he said, with CRT, he's been a big proponent of CRT. Then he said, CRT shouldn't be in the schools. Bottom line is, he has no principles whatsoever. And if you don't have any principles, then you will sell out to everybody at every opportunity. He just wants to be famous. He's a fame hog pig. He wants to be famous. Why do you think he's co-opted the name Beto? He's as Mexican as I am, and I have zero Mexican in me, other than the woman I'm married to. I have zero Mexican in me. People like me changing my name to Juan. Juan where? <laughs> Juan Julio Garcia Pedro where? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Garcia Garcia Villafranco where? This guy has no Mexican in him, but he just wants to be famous. That's all. Somebody make me famous. Remember when he was playing the guitar as a furry? The furry's like a, one of those weird sex uh, cult-like people. They wear fur stuff and a tail in the rear end and fur head on. He was a furry playing guitar in a band. Just somebody pay attention to me. And people outside the state are paying attention to him more so than people inside the state because he makes about $80 million when he runs from people outside the state. From inside the state, he makes about $0.10. Cents. Hey, here's an interesting little factoid for you you probably heard about. Did you know that Putin invaded Ukraine on the same day that Zelensky was going to switch Ukraine off of Russian power to EU power? Did you know that was going on? That's a pretty interesting little factoid. That they've been setting it up for a long time to switch off of Russian power and to switch over to EU power, and Putin went out on the day that they were going to make that switch. Oh, here's another little interesting fact. Did you get a 21% pay increase? Anybody? Anybody, anybody, anybody? I'm looking around, looking around. I'm getting a whole lot of no's in here. Anybody? 21% pay increase? All right. Neither did I. But if you work for any of the members of the House of Representatives. Remember that omnibus spending bill I was talking about last week? Do you remember that thing? The $1.5 trillion 
the $13 billion that goes to Ukraine, guess what? Everybody who works for those stiffies in D.C. get a 21% pay increase. From the guy in the mailroom to the guy writing the legislation to the guy that gets the coffee for, for, or the, the, that makes the liquor store run for Pelosi, they all got a 21% pay increase with that omnibus bill last week. Sure is good to suck up to the government in D.C. Oh, it's your money. They're taking it from you to give to those guys up there. They're just doing nothing but, you know, Biden time. Pun intended. The whole country's Biden time. All right, back in just a second. Losing, then Ukraine winning. That's Lindsey Graham. What are you doing in your car right now? Listening to Gary Newman and staring at red brake lights. I know, but somebody got to pay the bill. <laughs> I know. So when the rust thing happened and Alec Baldwin killed that uh, actress, I said at the time that you don't, I, I've been around guns all my life. You guys know that. We talk about it. We joke about it around here, but, you know, I've been around guns my entire life. And I said at the time, you don't point a gun at somebody unless you intend for that person to be shot and possibly, probably killed. Well, but, but, but Trey, that, that's what they do in the movies. I said, no, not even the movies. You point it a little bit off to the side. You never aim a gun. But, 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 but it's a prop gun. What's a prop gun going to do? Yeah. How do you know it's a prop gun? Well, obviously what uh, Mr. Alec Baldwin was working with wasn't a prop gun. Okay? It's a real gun. Firing real rounds of ammunition. You don't ever, I don't care what, I don't care what they tell you. Guy hands it to you. Well, that's their fault because they, no, bullcrap, I said. We, we, had, we went through all this months ago. Well, but that's the, that's the armorer's fault because the armorers handed it to you and told you that it was clear. No, bullcrap. No. That's like, you know, guy saying to the captain of an airliner, here's your airplane, you just fly it, go ahead. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. You're going to check it out. I want to know what the deal is on this thing. And the same thing's true with a gun. You're going to check it out. You're going to open it up. You're going to spin a chamber. You're going to look and see what the rounds are. <clears throat> and then when it comes time to shoot the scene, you're going to point it off to the side. You're not ever going to pull the trigger pointing it at someone. Nine times out of ten, when you see that going on in a movie, there's nobody there. Uh, by the way, nine times out of ten, because I've been there, I've done it, I've, I've shot scenes before. Nine times out of ten, you're reading to a copy person or thin air. <laughs> nine times out of ten, the other actor, unless it's a two-shot, and they have to be in there in two-shot, if you're just doing a face-up, which is a direct-on, and you're saying some lines, most times there's nobody even there. It's a camera and the crew. It, it Now, when they when they put it all together, it looks like you're involved in a really intimate-type conversation with somebody, but... The, they're in a trailer, getting drunk, eating Oreos. No red M&Ms. So now it comes out over the weekend, the rust armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, issued a statement over the weekend saying that Alec Baldwin pointed a gun at Helena before the fatal accident against all rules and common sense. She's an armorer, a movie armorer, and by the way, the daughter of a very famous movie armorer, so they've been around it for a long time. She says that Alec Baldwin pointed the gun at Helena against all rules, all common sense. You don't do it. You don't do it in our business. You don't do it in real life. She also said Mr. Baldwin knew that he would never point a firearm at a crew member under any circumstances. And he had a duty of safety to his fellow crew members because that's what you're taught. That's, what's, that's what you're told. That's what's drilled into your head. You don't ever point this at anybody unless you want him to die because it's a gun. And then she said she was not ever called to, t to check the weapon. Now, all of this is going to have to be played out because I don't know. She could be liable for that. and I don't know. But she said that they never that she they had a duty and a responsibility to call her in for an inspection of the gun before he fired it. And somebody handed it to Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin pointed it at the director and pulled the trigger. And she's dead. 
That's how it worked. So it looks to me like all kinds of protocols were blown off. Number one protocol didn't have the armorer come in, open all the stuff that I just described, open the open the barrels, you know, spend the spend it, look at it, make sure we're all clear here, make sure we got dummy rounds in here, make sure you know they're blanks or whatever, and then you point it off to the side to pull the trigger. You know, before we take the shot, point it off to the side over here. So if there's a mishap, nobody gets hit, hit by the mishap. Didn't go through any of that stuff. And so, as I said on day one, this is going to cost Alec Baldwin a, a, a ton of money. It ought to cost him his freedom. He ought to be in jail right now. He should be sitting in jail. He wanted to, by the way, it came out over the weekend, he wanted to continue to film the movie and uh and and make money off of it uh he wanted to continue it and finish it after she was shot and killed let's finish this the reason i say he ought to be in jail is because there's a police officer sitting in jail right now who grabbed her taser who grabbed her gun when she thought she was grabbing her taser it was an accidental shooting she grabbed her gun she thought she had grabbed her taser the gun went off killed the dude she just went through a trial and two weeks ago, the judge just locked her up in jail for several years. It's an accidental shooting. She didn't mean to do it. The prosecution said she didn't mean to do it. Everybody agreed she didn't mean to do this. It was a total, 100% complete accident. Accident. So if she's locked up, you either do, you either, there's, there's two things you can do here to be consistent in this. You either let her go. Because Alec Baldwin is walking the streets for free. You either let her go or you lock up Alec Baldwin. Now, the difference was Alec Baldwin shot a white woman on a movie set. She shot a black guy during a, an arrest. That's the difference right there. And that's really the only difference. Both of them were accidental shootings. But she gets to spend time in prison, and that's it right there. Total, total race mismanagement on that one. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Isolations and deaths is not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. Well, we'll catch up to speed. What's going on over there? Uh, American journalist was killed by the Russians in Ukraine, and that is the story that uh, we were told over the weekend. And this thing is uh, developing into uh, take, going to a next, another level. And it looks like the Ukrainians and the Russians are going to sit down and talk sometime today. So we'll get into that coming up. So good morning, Trey Ware, KTSA. Glad you're here. 210-599-5555. You survived another year of springing forward. Can we just knock off the silliness of springing forward and back? We're not farmers anymore. We live in cars and houses out in the suburbs. You can do this. We don't have to go back and forth anymore. If we're going to do it, I said this last hour, if we're going to do it, you either do it on a Friday at 4 o'clock, so then all of a sudden you go from 3 to 5, everybody goes home, or, like Chris said, do it like today, spring forward on a Monday at 4 o'clock, so 3 o'clock, everybody just goes home on Monday. It shortens their Monday. Either way, either way is good. And then if we're going to fall back, we should fall back on a Saturday morning like at 4 a.m., so that we get another hour for the entire weekend instead of another hour just for Sunday. So we're done. I, I, you know, just stop this silliness of going backwards and forward. Uh, Biden inflation is so bad, even Tom Brady's got to go back to work. He, have you filled up a Rolls Royce lately, Chris? You have. So you know how expensive it is to fill up a Rolls Royce or a Ferrara. You got to get your Jaguar. Whatever it is that Tom's got this week, whatever he's driving today, because he's got several of me just rotates them in and out. The real truth of the matter is his wife done kicked him out. Giselle said, get back to work, man. You, you under my feet. My wife says to me, go ride your motorcycle for a little while, will you? Because <laughs> I am. I'm under her feet. And Tom Brady the same way. He's got nothing to do. He's got all the money in the world, so he doesn't have any, like, hobbies. He doesn't have to take, you know, make any money on the side. So the dude just walks in, and he sits there all day long. And I predicted that. I told Don Morgan. I said, when, when he quits, Giselle's going to go for about two weeks and say, get out of here. Get. you making me crazy. And that's exactly what happened. I promise you that's what happened. Or, like I told Elaine this morning, one of the kids said, uh, 
Daddy, can you help me with this math problem? Tom said, no, I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going to go back and throw the football. <laughs> this homework business ain't for me, baby. I have no idea what I'm looking at on this piece of paper. Pfizer's CEO says a fourth COVID-19 shot is necessary due to the waning immunity. Of course. You've heard me say it a million times since I've been on the air that they don't cure disease, they manage disease. That's that's how big pharma has wrecked. Big pharma has wrecked healthcare in America. Wrecked it. Totally wrecked it. The reason we have so many big healthcare issues and the reason that healthcare costs so much in America today, number one is politicians, greedy politicians who are on the take from big pharma. Big pharma who either creates or exacerbates disease in order to treat it. Prior to 10 years ago, 15 years ago, nobody ever heard of big cholesterol and needed a statin, and now everybody's got to have a statin, which then creates a liver problem. Then you got to take a pill for your liver problem, which creates a lung problem. Now you got to take a pill for your lung problem, then constipate you, and you got to get that stuff that we advertise to deal with your constipation. Yes, and then it causes ADHD, which then you've got to take Ritalin for your ADHD, and then you got to turn around, which gives you calluses on the back of your heel, and now you you get it. You know how this works. It all goes back to polio. I've explained that before. When they cured polio, they were out of a lot of money, man, and they're not going to do that again. You know what they've made off of this shot? $51 billion with a B. That's what they've made off of this shot. $51 billion, okay? And so if you think they're going to stop at three, you're drinking. They're not going to stop at three, and they're not going to stop at four, and they're not going to stop at five, and they're not going to stop at ten, and they're not going to stop at twenty, and they're not going to stop at a thousand. It's not, they're not going to cure COVID like they said they were going to, or like they said the vax is going to keep you from getting it. Hey, if you get vaccinated, you won't get it. Well, that was a bunch of bull crap, too. Ask anybody that's, that. well, okay, ask Barack Obama today. He's got it. And he was vaxxed to the max and boosted, and he's got COVID right now. And how many people can we, I mean, we can sit here all day and name names of people that were vaxxed and got it. Well, but it's, it, it, it helps you get through it. You, 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 you don't get as sick. Well, no, that's not what a vax does. That's a therapeutic then. That's a treatment. That's what that is. That's, that's like Paxlovoid that they're talking about now. And pretty soon they're going to have a million different pills for you to take to keep you safe from dying from COVID. And think about it. Think about the old folk. And how many of them sit down every day and they've got that pill box? Monday's got five pills or, or 15 pills. Tuesday's got 15 pills. And Wednesday's got 15 pills. And Grandma and Paypal sit down every morning with a cup of coffee and they drink every night and they go, go through every one of those pills. Because why? Because big farmers got to have the money. And why does big farmer have the money? They got to pay off all those politicians who write the laws in their favor. That's why. So, yeah. So the question is. The question is, are you going to get the fourth shot? The Pfizer dude says you need the fourth shot. Are you going to get it? 210-599-5555. It, it, it is spring break, by the way. So the airport is jam-packed right now. I've been People have been sending me pictures over there, standing in line for days at the airport. El Aeroporto, it's going to take you a while to get through there. Yeah. So if your flight is at like noon today, you better head on that way. <laughs> Well, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but not much. You might you might want to get ahead of the ball game because that security line is long, long. Well, here's one I told you about last Monday, but now it's gone viral and it's starting to pick up some steam. And even the big networks like Fox and others were talking about it over the weekend, but it actually came out last Monday. And I told you about it on that day. More Republicans than Democrats will would stay and fight. If we were invaded here in the United States, remember that remember that conversation we had last week? Quinnipiac, sixty-eight percent of Republicans sixty-eight percent said they would stay and fight compared to forty percent of Democrats. So Republicans sixty-eight percent would stay and fight, forty percent of Democrats. Among Democrats, fifty-two percent said they would actually leave America if we were invaded. Twenty-five percent of Republicans said they would leave. That's because, as you well know, Democrats do not believe that America is worth fighting for. More than happy to sit here and suck off of America and everything that America can can give them and provide for them, but they don't believe that America is worth fighting for. I told you. 
All right, so Rand Paul has a new piece of legislation he's putting in concerning Anthony Fauci. That's awesome. And a birthday for the car radio. Go tell you about that coming up as well. 210-599-5555. Lifestyles Unlimited. A group that allows you or that shows you how to create your own wealth through passive streams of income so that you don't have to be on the uh, squirrel's wheel anymore. You can get off the squirrel's wheel. You can get out of the cubicle. Get back in your vehicle, look around and enjoy the outdoors and enjoy life. How do they do that? By showing you how to invest in real estate and how to start making money from day one investing in real estate. And that way you're working for yourself. You're not working for somebody else. Now, if you want to do this as a side job, a part-time thing, and continue doing what you're doing, that's fine. But you don't have to take their stuff anymore. You know what I'm saying? And you certainly, if you're investing in 401ks and the stock market and all that stuff, that's fine too, but you don't have to be a slave to the numbers went up, the numbers went down, oh no, is it going to crash, the bubble, you know, you don't have to worry about that anymore either. Because real estate is a constant market. Of course it goes up and down, and that's the key to Lifestyles Unlimited. They show you how to make money up and down in the real estate market. And right now it's up and way up, and you can make some money right now. And I want you to log on to the website and learn it, learn more. That's financialfreedomlivestream.com, financialfreedomlivestream.com. Promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E, and you'll get a whole bunch of great savings if you'll use my name. Financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code WARE. Well, the AccuWeather forecast spring has indeed sprung. Sunshine this afternoon in 78. Tonight's going to be clear. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine in 78, and Wednesday, lots of sunshine, 82. Welcome to a great spring break week right now. And one. All right, so it's 620 now. Phones are on at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. So KTSA is 100 years old. First radio station to sign on in San Antonio. Brand X came on a couple of months later. KTSA was the very first one. Yes, I was here. I sit right here in this chair. <laughs> 1922. <laughs> yeah. Rode a horse into work that morning. No, seriously, it is 100 years old now. And the uh, I, I, I probably, uh, for, for those of you new to San Antonio or new-ish to San Antonio, KTSA is the legendary legacy radio station of San Antonio. Uh, you know, if, if you came from another market, think of the station in your market that had the big personalities forever and the longest track record that everybody knew about and everybody went to everybody grew up on that's ktsa everybody grew up on this radio station who grew up here in this market um and the the talent that uh, sat in this chair over the years has just been phenomenal uh i know because i was here i've been here since i was born in 63 <laughs> On a Thursday, and my dad brought me in here on that Saturday. <laughs> and I left for six years and programmed other radio stations here in the market. I never left San Antonio, but I left KTSA for six years, but always found my way back uh, right here to KTSA because this is my home. And the, uh, this show, me doing mornings, I'm the longest tenured morning man on KTSA. Usually that's a, that's a really, uh, you know, a couple of years and you're out. And uh, they had some great guys throughout the years. George Lester was one back in the 50s and 60s. Of course, the legendary Bruce Hathaway for all those years, who was a second father to me in so many ways. And Bruce uh, held this position for a lot, a lot of years. And then uh, myself. Uh, I've, I've been doing mornings here since 1999. It was right after, if you remember, the bonfire collapse at A&M. In 1999, that's when I came in here and started to do the morning show at KTSA. So that was 1999. That's how long I've been doing the morning show. But I've been here forever. Just different shows, different times. But KTSA is 100. So is the car radio. Happy birthday to the car radio. It's 100 years old right now. Chevrolet Motor Company put the first car radio in in 1922. It was manufactured by Westinghouse. I worked for Westinghouse for a little while. They owned a radio station here in town, and I, I uh, was their uh, manager of the radio station, and it was great working for Westinghouse. But the, the, yes, the very same ones that, that made all the appliances and made the washing machines, that very company, Westinghouse, made the very first car radio. It was big. It was heavy. It was cumbersome. And it was expensive. 
It was $200. Now, you may think compared to today's prices, that wasn't a lot of money. But when you think that their luxury sedan back then was 860 bucks, <laughs> $200 back then was the equivalent of $3,347 today. That's what the radio costs that they put into cars back then. So, yes, it was very expensive to have a car radio 100 years ago. But what it did, it, was, it freed up people to get around. That's, that's how they advertised it. was, man, we gotta, you got to get out there and move around. As you stay within 100 miles of the radio broadcast tower, you'll be able to hear what's going on. In the 1930s, Paul Galvin was a radio engineer. And he put together more affordable car radios and manufacturers, sold them through a company that he called Motorola. That's where they got the name Motorola, because it would deal with motors and cars. So the name Motorola came from this guy who invented car, or who, you know, really perfected the car radio and called it Motorola. Then in the 40s, people were concerned about distracted driving and crashes, you know, when they were out on the highways, it wasn't such a big deal because they'd have like two cars traveling down a highway somewhere in the 1940s. wasn't a problem, but they would get into the congested areas like a downtown San Antonio, and you had horses and buggies and cars all competing for what, what we would consider right now one lane. So they said radios are distracting. You know, people are listening to those radios and all that. That was in the 1940s. In the 60s, that's when FM radio came along, putting the automobile for the first time. And 60% of vehicles in the 60s had car radios, including FM radios. In the 70s, that was a stereo cassette player. Maxell came out with that, and they promoted the cassettes as indestructible. They invented it, and that's what they put in the car. And in the 80s and 90s, it was compact disc. And, uh, and cassette players into cars, and now it's basically streaming and whatever else. So the car radio is now 100 years old, so happy birthday to the car radio. I uh, would hate to think of not having a car radio or, or whatever because I love it. I, li- I leave here, and I'll listen to Sean as I leave, and then uh, usually flip over and get some music for relaxation purposes, and I absolutely love it. And I love my radio on the motorcycle as well for the very same reason. So our friends, um, uh, Senator Rand Paul has filed a piece of legislation to do with that, do away with Anthony Fauci. Well, maybe not do away with the, the person, Anthony Fauci, but, but his position. <laughs> I'll explain after the bottom of the hour news exactly what this legislation is all about. And it's a great piece of legislation, and it should pass. Now, the Democrats are going to block it. There will be some Republicans that'll block it as well but it's a good piece of legislation i think and it's about time and it's smart and Rand paul uh, i'll explain it uh, coming up in the next half hour here on ktsa and trevor noah, trevor noah who is a left-wing radical had something to say about donald trump that you're going to want to hear coming up in the next half hour as well and i think carl's going to join us to talk about the stock market and see how that goes well if you suffer from knee pain from arthritis that's a breakdown of the cartilage and now these gel injections from the arthritis relief center really giving people awesome relief from knee pain from arthritis not only knee pain but the stiffness in the joints that may be prohibiting you from enjoying some of those things you could be doing with your life now as we all age we're going to have a normal fall off of the ability to do some activities that's just normal But if you're suffering from knee pain due to arthritis or limited movement due to arthritis, well, that can be helped. There's a way to be able to help that, and arthritis relief centers are helping people every day. And particularly if your doctor is talking to you about knee replacement, just one thing you might want to try is a second opinion from the arthritis relief centers and say, hey, uh, can you guys with these gel injections help me? It's not surgery. It's an outpatient deal. You walk in, and and they give you a quick shot. And people are getting phenomenal relief, both from the pain and the joint stiffness. They're, sh- they're shocked. Now, read some of the reviews on the website. You know, people are just amazed at how well this is working for them. And the Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio want to just check to see if you are a candidate. Before you go to something radical like knee replacement surgery, go in and visit with them and let's find out. They're not going to charge you for the visit, so go in and visit with them and see if you're a candidate for it. It is covered by insurance, and it is FDA-approved. Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio, 
844-944-9444. Of undocumented immigrants has not slowed. Finding and seeing dead bodies is something that we've become accustomed to. The state has responded by dedicating more of its resources to capturing illegal border crossers, but some county officials like Eric Ramos call it misguided. They're sort of making it up as they go along. Ramos, a Democrat, calls the beefed-up enforcement on the border a political move by Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Sure, sure. Well, why don't you tell that to the people who are ODing, you know, moms and dads whose kids are ODing on fentanyl up 1,700% since the border was opened up by Joe Biden. Why don't you tell that to the little girls who's, who have been raped by these guys coming across the border? You know, for years, this has been uh, a, 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 a stick that Democrats have used to beat over the head of people. I'm sick of it, man. I, I, I used to host these events uh, on immigration down at the uh, Alamo Lounge down here when we'd have uh, events. And I would have people sit here, activists, you know, would sit here and go, this is Mexico. <laughs> it's not Mexico. You're here illegally. <sighs> All right, whatever. You're on drugs is what you are. So, no, the border situation is not it is a crisis. We had 200, a group, one group of 250 show up at Eagle Pass yesterday, day before yesterday. And guess what? They got brought right on in. They're now being turned over to NGOs. You know what an NGO is? Non-governmental organization. Usually backed by somebody like George Soros. And those NGOs, they take them and they distribute them all over the country and give them money, your money, taxpayer money. They settle them in to take your job and your kid's job. That's what they do. That's exactly why they're here, to take your job, if they're going to work at all, and, of course, to vote Democrat. It's resettling the United States of America. It's bringing disease in. It's bringing crime in. But the main thing it's bringing in is, is it's a resettlement. It's making our country poorer. When you hear me talk about the managed decline of America, this is part of it. You are importing the third world. It's not like you're importing a bunch of rich people from Paris. That's not what you're importing. You're importing the third world from Haiti in here. You're importing the poor. And when you're importing the poor and you're, you're overwhelming America by importing the poor, well, what are you doing? You're turning America into a third-world country. But it's not going to change as long as Joe Biden's president. It's not. It's not going to change as long as you vote for another Bush because those people are on the same page. They're all here for the managed economy of the United States. So that's it. I mean, you know, that, that's exactly what you're watching right now. In fact, uh, what's his name? Zakaria, Fareed Zakaria from CNN, yeah, he mentioned that. He said the fact that uh, the Gulf states like Saudi Arabia are not taking the calls of Joe Biden, what you're seeing is the Pax Americana of the past three day, decades being over. You're watching the world after America, which is pretty interesting since America is not, the United States is not in biblical prophecy. And people have always said, how does that work out? Because it's not mentioned in, in biblical prophecy. The United States is not in there. No, because the United States is not around when biblical prophecy happens. But Zacharias said, you can see the signs everywhere. America is losing its hold on the world stage. The signs are everywhere. It's a defining feature of the new era, the post-American era in the world. Yeah, that's true. But, of course, he's the one who worked so hard to bring He's one who worked so hard to bring it about. Fareed Zakaria wrote, Post-American World. And if you Google Post-American World and Barack Obama, you'll see pictures of Barack Obama walking around with that book under his arm when he was president the first two times. He lived by the post-American world. Barack Obama managed decline in the United States, carrying Fareed Zakaria's book under his arm. How do I do this? How do I decline the United States? How do I bring it down bit by bit, piece by piece? How do I do the managed decline? It's in the book under his arm. Google it. You'll see it. Google images. Barack Obama, post-American world, Fareed Zakaria's book. And Fareed Zakaria said over the weekend, that's why they're not taking a phone call anymore. America is becoming less and less important on the world stage. It's a managed decline of America. And it starts right down here on the border, two hours south of us. All right, so I mentioned this morning on my Facebook page, inflation's so high, even Tom Brady got to go back to work. And Chuck says, Brady is a narcissist who can't stand going two days without being in the public spotlight. 
Sick and tired of hearing his name. Used to respect him as the GOAT. Now can't wait till he actually retires so we don't have to deal with his sorry ass. Okay. Well, thank you, Chuck. I know people like that, though, that are, like, really narcissistic and they want the attention. you got to pay attention to me. I'm over here. Look. Here I am. Here's another selfie. Look at me. Look at me. People like that everywhere. So Rand Paul putting in some legislation now to get rid of Anthony Fauci. Good. I like it. Talk about how we lost our freedoms and our liberties, our small town main streets, our children's growth and learning all went away for two years, our lives being held captive by a petty tyrant by the name of Anthony Fauci. And we've learned a lot over the past couple of years. One lesson in particular, no one person should be deemed dictator-in-chief. No one person should have unilateral authority to make decisions for millions of Americans. Where is Fauci? Is he still in the corner playing with his bobblehead? Because he sure disappeared in a hurry, didn't he? Or is he in Ukraine trying to get to those, uh... <laughs> what is it, COVID-20? I don't know. What's he trying to get to? What, is he trying to get to the bio labs in Ukraine before the Russians do? <laughs> so Rand Paul has introduced an amendment to eliminate Dr. Anthony Fauci's position as director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. I like it. Get rid of that position. You should not have one man who calls himself the science. It's not what anybody else called him. He called himself the science. I'll make these decisions. I'll decide when and where you wear a mask. Remember how it changed every day? I'll decide when and where you go to work. I am the boss. I'm the dictator. So what uh, Rand Paul wants to set up is three new separate institutes. And each of those institutes will be led by a director who is appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate for a max five-year term. That's it. That's a great idea. Break it up into threes instead of one person. Creates accountability, oversight, taxpayer punted position. Largely has always abused its power. Anthony Fauci was the biggest abuser. Get rid of him in this position. Because no one person should have the sole authority to dictate science. We are reeling from the economic fallout of the lockdowns. They didn't work. The lockdowns did not work. A group of researchers at Johns Hopkins University came out with a report confirming the lockdowns did not work. They did an extensive analysis looking at dozens and dozens of studies, and Johns Hopkins came to the conclusion that lockdowns did not reduce mortality, but they were devastating to the economy. So we were locked down for two years. A lot of people lost their businesses, lost their livelihoods, kiddos, effective in a horrific way probably the worst thing that anthony fauci did to the kids out of this was make them mask up and stay home it's criminal millions of kids have not experienced a normal day since 2020 virtual learning masking all day plexiglass in the schools mandatory vaccinations daily and weekly testing canceled extracurricular activities sports events stuff like that our children are scarred forever because of what they did over COVID-19, a disease that doesn't affect children. It does not affect them. Hospital emergency uh, department uh, volume, mental health issues, according to the CDC, for kids 12 to 17 went up 31%. 24% increases for 5 to 11 for mental health issues for kiddos. And Dr. Fauci said, I'm the science, you'll do what I say. No, no. So Rand Paul's on the right track here. Needs our support. Needs to hear from us that he's on the right track. Let's break this up into three various institutions. President makes the appointment. Congress approves the or the Senate approves the the appointment, and then that's for a five year term. And no more little generals, Doctor Doom, walking around telling you what you will and will not do with your life. We should never ever be be put in that position ever again. We'll tell you about my friends over at Orsati Dental. Orsati Dental, great people there to take care of all of your dental needs for you and your kiddos or anybody in the family at Orsati Dental. Doesn't matter how big or small of an issue you've got going on with the health of your teeth and gums, your overall health goes back to the health of your teeth and gums. You know that, right? Uh, It all starts right there. 
your teeth will, will last you. If you take care of them, they'll last you a good 80 years. That's what the intent is. But, you know, you got to take care of them. you got to take care of them well. And Orsati Dental will help you take care of your teeth and gums. And, of course, we're headed into the spring and, and summer is just around the corner. And you're going to want a big, beautiful, bold smile. And your friends at Orsati Dental can achieve that with Invisalign. They can straighten your teeth. They can whiten your teeth. They can do implants to replace missing or broken teeth. They can do crowns and veneers, all kinds of cool cosmetic stuff. Make you look great and feel good, too, right there at Orsati Dental. Book your appointment today at 210-479. Markets plummeted over 5% after a neighboring Chinese city was locked down with a new COVID outbreak. All right, we're going to talk more about that with Carl Eggers here in a second. I just want to put this in here, put a bug in your ear. Give us a call, 210-599-5555, and say the Pledge of Allegiance for us. We mix those in at 5.50 and 6.50 every weekday morning here on my show. We'd love to have you say the pledge, 210-599-5555. Only take you a couple of seconds. You can knock it right out with Chris right now, and I thank you for doing that. So, Carl, here are the headlines. Recession risks are piling up, and investors need to get ready for a recession. That's from Bloomberg. The other one, average U.S. gas price rises 22% in two weeks to a record $4.43. It's now one fifty-four higher than it was a year ago, and that's not mentioning diesel. So what are your comments and your thoughts on what's happening right now, man? Well, we do have the Federal Reserve. They're meeting this week. And, of course, you know, they're, they're going to raise interest rates by a quarter of a percent. Now, it doesn't sound like a big deal. They've telegraphed this. They are in a really interesting situation because with the Ukraine uh, situation happening, you know, the economy is going to slow not only, not only over there but uh, in China and in the U.S. And it's, it's fascinating. I mean, and, and now we have these lockdowns in China. I mean, like I think 17.5 million people are in lockdown. So these things are going to slow the economy. And at the same time, they're trying to fight inflation. So they're going to raise rates. And, and you just mentioned recession. You know, one of the key contributors and our key indicators of a future recession is watching interest rates and short term interest rates. The Fed's going to raise those. At the same time, we are seeing long term rates and kind of stubbornly staying, staying low. And so if those rates go go backwards, basically where short-term rates are higher than long-term, that's typically an indication that a recession is coming in the next several months. So everybody's watching that because we don't want the Fed to cause a recession. We know the economy is decelerating, but they have to do something about inflation. So they're in a real tough box. They're going to start the proceedings this week. I continue to take the under. Everybody thinks they're going to raise rates multiple times. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So, But they are going to raise them this week for the first time before the pandemic. Um, I got some man-on-the-street comments about the cost of fuel right now. And I always yeah. like to talk about the 30-year-old divorce mom of two. She's making you know somewhere around $35,000, $40,000 or something like that. Now gasoline is eating up, energy costs eating up everything and whatever. That's not eating up. It's inflation on food, and she got to buy new shoes and new clothing for the kids and all these things, all these demands on the money, uh, and, and living paycheck to paycheck with more than 50% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. But here's what some of them are saying. I have to eat less and drive less. Uh, Let's see here. Our economy is based on energy. We cut the pipeline when President Biden came in. It made gas prices go up and everything else is going up. These are man-on-the-street comments. I've had to cut back on groceries, and I've had to trim down on other things, too. I've opted to drive less than I did beforehand, which the bottom line of that is there's fewer dollars circulating in the economy out there, uh, which means could, could mean we tip into a recession at some point. Yeah, and, you know, we, we know, we've done some studies, and we know that the bottom quartile of income earners in this country have eaten through this extra stimulus payments. You know, for a while, oh, yeah. those were coming in kind of supporting. Those are gone. And so all those, all those hire, now hiring signs at fast food restaurants, at restaurants in general, hotels and places like that, you know, those are going to start going away, I believe, because people are going to be forced to go back to work that maybe literally we're making more money by staying at home on some of the stimulus. And so you're absolutely right. Uh, the, the most everybody's going to be squeezed to some degree, especially the low incomers are going to be squeezed the most because, look, inflation may slow at some point. We think it's going to slow, but slow doesn't mean that it goes backwards. That doesn't mean that, you know, all these prices come plummeting back down. 
yes, hopefully oil prices come down. But all these other things are real sticky. It's funny how, you know, grocery stores and gasoline stations, they raise these prices pretty quickly, but they're real hesitant to lower them back down. And that's going to that's gonna be a pinch on people. So we'll see the next few months. Yeah. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it very much. That's Carl Eggers, creatingrichalives.com, here on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there's a step back in these inflated prices or if this is just going to be it from here on out. We have tape that we've played before of officials from the Obama administration wanting fuel prices to be as high as it is in Europe. And in Europe, they pay anywhere between 6 and eight fifty for a gallon of gasoline. Well, guess what? We're getting there. We're heading that way. We're also heading right into Ware and Rima coming up next here on KTSA for Spring Break Week.